Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is June the 1st, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, stay, sticking with the same format, the uh, coronavirus rant. Uh, 1.8 million cases confirmed. 106,000 deaths. 397,000 recovered. I always like to end with the recovered. Um, it just seems like the media um, only reports the amount of deaths. You know, death sells, life doesn't. Negative sales, positive doesn't. So I just try to go the opposite way and do the positive thing at the end. Um, you know, you got a lot of people protesting. Uh, George Floyd's death and uh, rightfully so I think is I think is uh, directly related to the COVID-19 lockdown also I just think that you know people needed a reason to be out and about and this is the perfect storm Um, not that there wouldn't have been protest anyway but now you have more of a reason to be out a justifiable reason and um you know even if it wasn't a COVID-19 it would be protests and you know black people are just tired of the BS you know as far as uh police brutality goes this this stuff has been going on for hundreds of years and it's it's crazy and it's just it took a it took damn near a week for them to uh indict this man on murder charges or lock him up for murder charges i mean what was you know what i'm saying what was the what were we looking for it's clear as day on video that this man killed him intentionally right because i guarantee you if i put my knee on a white man's neck and i just sit there with no concern on my face and the man saying i can't breathe and he calling for his mama is gonna be outrage or if i got them uh put my knee on a dog and just sit there on it it's gonna be outrage from white people let's just say it and uh you know it took five a damn near five days a week to put this man in in in, in jail he should have been locked up right when George Floyd died. He should have been locked up. Um, but that's why I stay at home, man. You know what I'm saying? I I go to Walmart, get my stuff, go back home. Go to the gas station, get some gas, go back home. I don't be out here like on some social stuff in the streets, cause the less opportunities that I give whoever to jam me up or kill me the better um you know and the the president the president has to um 
you know, do better on this, man. When the looting starts, the shooting starts, like you basically giving people a green light to kill people. That's basically what you're doing. You know? I'm not a Trump supporter at all, but I try to look at all angles of everything in life. And, you know, I was actually on his side on a couple of issues, like money issues with this country. Um, That's pretty much it. Everything else I think he's an idiot on, but some of the money stuff, he actually makes sense. But this thing with George Floyd and the, the, the protests and the looting, he's an idiot. You have to, to denounce all of that. The, the the George Floyd death, the police brutality, the, the, the protests, you have to denounce, not the actual protests, but the le- the looting and the violence, you know, but, you know, I just think black people, you, you shouldn't destroy your own community, right? Go, go to a, go to the rich community and destroy their stuff. <laughs> it just, it doesn't make sense to destroy your own You know, you have black businesses that are being destroyed. Right. I mean, that's just crazy that you would do that. But, you know, destroy something that doesn't belong to your community. (laughs) I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, really don't destroy anything at all. I think all protests should be peaceful. But, you know, for, for whatever reason, this country just doesn't understand peaceful protests. They just laugh at you. So I'm not. And I'm not promoting violence in in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I'm just saying, historically, this country doesn't understand peaceful protests. It doesn't get you anywhere. But I don't think violence is the answer either. Um, You know, it. I don't know. Nothing has worked to this point because police brutality and racism are here forever. I mean, Minnesota is one of the most notorious police departments in the world as far as police brutality and killing people and yet this officer uh uh, basically been on the job for 20 years he felt comfortable enough i mean he he looked really comfortable with his knee on this man's neck like that and you know he looked at the look on his face when he was being recorded was Am I doing something wrong here? That's how comfortable he was. So, you know, we just need. This country needs to do better, man, in all aspects. Um, So that's going to do it for the coronavirus rant for June the 1st, 2020. Moving on to football stuff. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 40 million dollar quarterback. I think he's worth every penny. I think he's just a rare talent. And, you know, Dak Prescott is trying to be in that category. You're not you're not in Patrick Mahomes neighborhood. You're not even in his city. You're not even in his state. You damn near not even in his world. Okay? You're 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 trying to you trying to I don't know, reset the market for quarterbacks. Because you know you're trying to get the highest contract possible because you know when Patrick Mahomes comes through, he's going to reset the market. But if it was me, if I was Patrick Mahomes, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that because you're 
when you do that, you're basically uh, pigeonholing your team. They can't, they won't be able to get any other free agents. So, you know, I would do thirty. I would take the the ten million dollar pay cut so they could have some money to, to you know, get me some some free agents because, you know, that's. You know, Tom Brady took that pay cut for years. Look where it got him. So, I mean, but that's just what I would do. Um, but yeah, if he he if he resets the market, Patrick Mahomes, if he resets the market for quarterbacks, he deserves every penny, man. Because just some of the stuff that he has done on the field this past season and last year, he's he's just a phenomenal talent. And uh. Um, he deserves to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. He's got a Super Bowl ring. Um, he's one of the most talented passers um, that I've seen. Um, it's it's only been a couple. Uh, Dan Marino, Joe Montana, John Elway, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, just and I I put Peyton Manning in there to a lesser extent, but the the other guys just have a talent. For putting the ball where they want to put it. Right? With pinpoint accuracy. Okay? Um, Peyton Manning was a great student of the game. He wasn't a accurate thrower. And I forgot about Drew Brees. And Drew Brees is a very accurate quarterback. Tom Brady, uh, he's he's a he's a great student of the game. He's not a very he's not a He's not one of the greatest quarterbacks in terms of accuracy. You know, having the the, the complete skill set of arm strength and accuracy is, is is very rare. You know, I would just say Marino, Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers. Joe Montana was very accurate, but he didn't have the the phenomenal arm strength, but he could still get the ball where it needed to be. Um, but yeah, if they give him that money, he's worth every penny, man. Um, but when you get into that 40, 45, $50 million type of deal, you're not going to be able to, you're going to have to go undrafted free agents until whenever. I think Mahomes is only 24. So hell, he's got another damn near 14 years to play. He's going to be here for a long time. So we'll see what happens. Um. So next topic, Florida State stuff. We get into the Florida State stuff now. Should Florida State have given in to Jimbo's demands? Yes, they should have, because all the stuff that he said he wanted, you're gonna have to do it anyway if you're trying to get this program into the the 2020. Uh, model um, for uh, universities you have to have a football only facility you have to have amenities okay and you got to pay these guys let's face it there's no big time college program in this country that's not paying Georgia just got the quarterback from USC you think they didn't pay to get him are you really thinking that a former five-star quarterback coming from California to Georgia 
You didn't you didn't think some some wheels was grease? You didn't think a booster sent a couple hundred thousand dollars his way to get him to come to Georgia? It happened. I don't have a problem with it. I think if you go out there and play this game and you you risking your physical well-being, mental well-being, you should be compensated for that. However much somebody wants to pay. Period. Um But that's that's the model Florida State is gonna have to follow to get back into uh, the championship, the national championship pitcher, football only facility, okay. Upgrade the amenities for players, and just wherever, wherever you need to, whatever you need to do to be competitive with other programs in the country, you're gonna have to do it. Now, keeping Jimbo Fisher, that's a whole nother story. Um, he was going through some stuff personally. I don't think he was going to stay anyway. He was flirting with other universities every year. So I think eventually the the divorce was going to happen. But it shouldn't have been because you wanted to be cheap. It should have been because, you know, he he kept flirting with other schools. So... Uh, let me know what you think about that topic. Um, next topic, can Florida State close the gap on Clemson? Not this year and not next year and probably not the year after that. It's going to take at least three years of top five recruiting classes, mainly on the offensive and defensive lines, for Florida State to even sniff uh being in a game with Clemson. They're they're just elite everywhere. And they don't really get elite offensive line talent. They get like three stars, maybe four stars, and they just have a hell of a way of developing those guys into NFL players. Um but on defense they get they get whoever they want. At the skill positions on offense they're getting whoever they want. So it's, it's going to take at least three years of elite recruiting to be in a game with Clemson. It's just facts. And I'm a realist. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, yeah, we got a chance. We don't. A respectable score this year to me, 49-17. That would be respectable. And that's just, okay, Clemson doesn't score 28 in the first quarter. Like they've done the last couple years. Just being real about it. It hurts to say that. It it really hurts to say that. But it is what it is. So uh, let me know what you think about that topic. Next topic. Last topic for this uh, this uh, uh, episode. Uh, just go ahead and break down the schedule real quick. Wins and losses. West Virginia. Uh, I'm going to say win Boise State Loss Clemson Um, What is I'm going to go in order Let me go in order Alright West Virginia Win Sanford win Boise State loss NC State win Clemson loss Wake Forest win Louisville win Pittsburgh win Miami loss, Boston College win, Syracuse win, Florida loss. 
So that's that's what seven and five. Let's see. Let's count the wins. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm counting eight wins. And and that's if coaching is just elite. Okay? I don't think you're gonna get elite play, but I think you can get elite coaching and that helps. So I'm saying eight wins. You're gonna lose to Boise State. You're gonna either lose to Boise State or West Virginia. You're gonna lose one of those games. I think you're gonna split. All right. Um Sanford, NC State, Wake Forest, Pittsburgh, Boston College, and Syracuse. So that's that's uh and Louisville. So I, I, I think eight and four, seven and five. That's that's like I said, the number one goal. I'm gonna keep saying it. I'm gonna keep saying it. I'm gonna keep saying it. Norvell has to get these guys to play hard for sixty minutes. And you can go eight and four, seven and five, eight and four. Okay? That was the the biggest problem for Willie Taggart. He couldn't get this team to play hard for a complete game. They would just do it in spurts. But now he's acquired so much defensive line talent that Wilson and Durden and Robinson and Kando, they don't have to be out there the whole game. You can rotate them guys, so we'll see. You got a lot of linebacker talent now. You got a lot of DB talent. So the defense is going to be pretty good. You know, with the transfer talent that they've gotten, the freshman talent that they've got, and just the talent that's already there, the defense is going to be pretty damn good. It's the it's the offensive line and the quarterback that's the issue. If you can get if you can get average play out of that, you're gonna be fine. All right, so that's gonna conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Be safe. Be kind. Be courteous. Um, do your research on fluent respiratory virus. Thank you for listening again. And as always, go nose.